Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have... Alexa Larberg and Adriel Wiggins. Yeah. And we're talking about how we produce the podcast and um, for our hundredth episode. Yes. Yes. So we're super excited. We cannot believe we've gotten to a hundred episodes. We are like, I can't believe it. I, I just can't believe it. I'm so excited. And we wanted to bring you guys kind of the team that brings you wish I'd known then for writers podcast. Um, to let you know kind of what we do behind the scenes and how things work, but also to encourage you, if you've got a podcast idea that you can do it too. And we give you a lot of uh, tips and tricks that we've used and um, our editor and our scheduler and uh, both say what they wish they, that we had known Sarah and I about podcasting um, in the beginning. So that was, it was really great. Yeah, it was good to talk to them. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And so mm-hmm. it is a little behind the scenes look at how we do it. And there are yeah. a lot of steps involved, but um, it's it's not as intimidating. It doesn't have to be as intimidating as I thought it would be. Like right. Started, right. You know, it's well, we both did. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this it'll kind of, we'll have all the links and everything in the show notes about all the mm-hmm. software mm-hmm. and stuff we talk about. But um, yeah. So that That's was good. good. What's yeah. been going on with you this week? Oh, honey, I've been keeping my. <laughs> Five grandchildren. The other grandmother and I kept our five grandchildren from Friday to Wednesday um, of this past week. And uh, yeah, they're Alexa's children who are, who's on the podcast. They are delightful. They are so fun and funny, but they are, there's five of them, eight, three, three, two, and one. And Leslie, the other grandmother and I are, <laughs> we are, we are old. We are. <laughs> and so it was, uh, or at least we felt old. It's just a lot. I mean, it's just a lot. And I don't know how Alexa does it. And um, she and Dylan work really great together. So that's awesome. But um, yeah, so I have no brain cells left for anything other than that. So that's well, that, that's my week. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? It, yeah. Well, that's that's cool. I'm glad you got yeah. to do that. I'm too. That, I'm so. super, super, super. As I've talked about before, I'm super grateful I can do that. I still made money this week. I still, you know, I was making money and I was, um, my books were still selling and, you know, that's the great thing about this job. And so I'm, I am very grateful. Well, I was going to say, it doesn't matter how delightful kids are. They are still a lot of work. So I yes, they are. I mean, I mean, I feel like the fact that we kept them alive for five, de- six days was um, that's a win. You know, that's a win. Unlocked, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Well, How about this you? week? Um, I'm doing some kind of end of year stuff. I got uh, my German translation book one is up on pre order. Oh, great! So I'm yeah. so happy about that. And then. Um, I had my booster on Wednesday mm-hmm. and that's kind of wiped me out, even though I don't feel horrible, but I do just feel kind of 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think- I feel kind of like I'm dragging around like 50 pound weights mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm feeling better today. So I'm sure I'll get back into it. But um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of slowed me down a little bit. But I'd rather have that for a day or two than COVID. So, yeah. So I did do that and um, looking towards next year, kind of thinking about what I want to do yeah. next year, okay. plans yeah. and stuff. And so um, we're going to have a podcast soon about uh, planning for 2022. Mm-hmm. So thinking about that, but. Yeah, that is um, it. Although I do have two entertainment recommendations. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. One is called My Life is Murder. It's on uh, Lucy Lawless. It's a detective show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've that? seen a couple of those. It is yeah. fun. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching some of those. And then the other one is a Christmas movie called The Christmas Contract. Okay. I watched it last year, I think. But it's out again, and it's really good. It's very mm-hmm. fun. It's, uh, I think it's actually... Maybe lifetime, but it's mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. If you want to oh, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, I haven't watched any Christmas movies. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that I have gone too far down the um, cr- true crime hole, and I can't get myself out of it. So, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm still slaying that way, not slaying the other way. Um, yeah. Um, I actually, I, I will say that I have started listening to the new Diana Gabaldon or Gabaldon uh, book, the the next book in the Outlander series, which is called, I have to look at it because I can't ever remember the name of it. Go tell the bees. um, I think it's go tell the bees. Then I'm gone is the name of the book. And uh, it was out a couple of weeks before I jumped on it because I had to emotionally prepare myself (laughs) because (laughs) Diana is not precious with her characters and she will kill them off. It's kind of a game of Thrones type thing where you just don't know who's going to survive. Yeah. Like at the end of the last book, she, she killed somebody off and I was like, you have destroyed me, but, um, but she's, it's also her writing is so beautiful and it's so great. And, you know, you just get caught up in the story. And so, so far, I mean, I'm only, I think it's a 56 hour book or something like that. And I'm only 10 hours into it. So, you know, uh, but it's, it's been great. And I, I just kind of love going back to that place, even though it is emotionally taxing at times. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's been going on with me, but we should get on with the podcast because it's really good. And I think you guys really, um, I think it'll be interesting. Even if you're not thinking about doing a podcast, I think it'll be interesting and it's funny. And my daughter is funny. And so, yeah. So this is the behind the scenes 100 mm-hmm. episode. All right. Well, today we have a very special episode. It's 100 episodes and we're talking with the people who help us do the podcast. Uh, so welcome to Alexa Larberg and Adriel Wiggins. Hi, y'all. Hey. Hi. Hello. We're so glad you're here. Happy to be here. I feel like I'm always here, but I'm not. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, Alexa, why don't you start us off and just tell us a little bit about yourself. I am Alexa Larberg. Jamie Albright is my mom. (laughs) And um, I have five kids. I live in Dallas, Texas. Married to my husband. Our life is a living, breathing circus, but also good. So Mm -hmm. I started editing and producing podcasts kind of out of necessity. I needed something to do that would like allow me to use my brain a little bit. 
but also be flexible that I could kind of do it in the fringe hours really early in the morning or late at night or in the middle of a nap time. So kind of taught myself to do that. I have worked for a few authors, but here we are with at the Wish I'd Known Them podcast. And this one's definitely my favorite. Thanks. You're not not biased at all, are you? (laughs) Zero percent. No one is paying me to say that. (laughs) So Adriel, tell us a little bit about you. Um, Well, I am an author assistant and I do coaching and provide a number of services for new authors. And then I take all the really mundane, boring tasks off of experienced authors' plates. Um, I am also working on a nonfiction book right now, which we mentioned in an earlier podcast mm-hmm. ago back in was that April, I think. Um, and yeah, so basically I just love reading books and I get to do it for free because I also, you know, schedule podcasts and Zoom links and stuff like that. So we are that's glad great. that you helped yes. us out because we yes. certainly need the help. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what this podcast is about because yes. if Jamie and I tried to do it all, we would probably not be able to do like the writing and the marketing mm-hmm. stuff that we do. So, right. Yeah. You guys help us out a lot. A lot. And, um, you know, we always, we get, a, I get a lot of questions from people about starting podcasts and what do you need and everything. And, you know, Sarah and I, you know, admittedly, this is kind of patched together. I mean, Sarah does have a microphone uh, that she uses sometimes. I just use my Apple mic because the I talk with my hands and the other mic I have, I hit it when I talk. So it doesn't work very well. But, um, but more than that, I mean, we just couldn't do this without Alexa and Adriel or someone like Alexa and Adriel because they like just what Adriel does about scheduling and reaching out to the people, you know, or um, setting things up. That's huge. That just takes so much off our plate. And then of course the editing, mm-hmm. um, we would That's not. That's a skill do. that I did not really want to learn. So, I was so no, happy no, me either. Me, yeah, me too. Me too. So we're so very. I we would just happy. kind of talk through what the different things that we do, kind of the workflow. And um, that way, if someone is interested, they can kind of see what they need to do. And then we're going to talk to a little bit about working in teams, because I have a feeling that um, you guys have good tips because Mm -hmm. you do a lot with teams. And as authors, a lot of times we're very solo. And Mm -hmm. so we're not used to working in teams anymore. Some of us, you know, it's it's a learning curve Mm -hmm. (laughs) on some of that. Mm -hmm. So so anyway, so let's talk about, Jamie, why don't you start us off and talk about the like how we invite people, how all that works. Okay. Uh, Sarah and I kind of came up with a list of people we knew we wanted on the podcast when we first started. So we just reach out. We just send an email. Hey, would you like to be a, or a message if, if we know them, you know, would you like to be on the podcast? And if they say yes, then we get their email and we send it to Adriel and Adriel sends them in uh, the calendar link and uh, everything. Um, if it's, we kind of spend time like looking at, or I do like listening to some nonfiction stuff or looking at, you know, kind of what's trending with other podcasts. Um, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've all noticed that if, if you 
hear one person on a podcast if they have a new book, then they're on all the podcasts and stuff. So, you know, we're no different. We want them on our podcast too. Um, so that's that's kind of how we go about inviting. I will say this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If you are trying to get on a podcast, the best thing you can do is be a listener of at least a few of the episodes of that podcast and know what the format is and know what they talk about before you pitch yourself. And then when you pitch yourself to them to say, you know, something about the podcast that you like, not to stroke egos, but just so we know that you're a good fit for us and that we're all on the same page. Um we get a lot of uh, emails, you know, pitching people for the podcast that clearly have never listened to the podcast. And it, I mean, it's a little insulting. And sometimes I take it personally, which is silly. I shouldn't take it personally, but I do. And but more than that, if, and they're usually from like PR people. So if you're hiring a PR person and you and they're pitching you to podcast, make sure they're listening to the podcast that just that they're pitching you to, or at least know what it's about. So that's, I have I'll just to add there. Yes. Um, a lot of people know I also work for Andrea Pearson, who is one of the hosts yes. of Six Figure Authors. Right. Um, before she became a co-host of Six Figure Authors, um, so we're talking two, three years ago, mm-hmm. um, she was going to have a new podcast. Um, no. Yeah, she was going to have a new podcast and it was going to be about the craft of writing, but also she was going to release some courses for authors. Mm -hmm. And so as part of that release, she had me research podcasts and I researched over a hundred podcasts for authors. um, And I went through and weeded out all the ones that were not relevant to what we were working on, which was releasing the courses. Um, And then I gave her a list of like 20 and so then she listened to those 20, several episodes of all of them. Um, and then she wrote the pitches. Mm-hmm. I didn't write the pitches at all. Mm-hmm. I only did all the research and narrowed it down for her. So mm-hmm. if you do have an assistant or a PR person, that's something they can do. They, they can get mm-hmm. you the best options and then you do the pitching. Yeah. Yeah. Because it I was agree. important yeah. Andrea connected with all of them, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. why she's with Lindsay and Joe now is because... Yeah. When she went on the um, science fiction and fantasy podcast, which is what they were doing at the time, mm-hmm. they had so much fun, they invited her to start six figures. So, right, right. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. Yeah, 100% we get a whole agree. lot of irrelevant stuff that just mm-hmm. doesn't match. And used to, I would be nice and reply. And now I just delete because it's not worth my time. If they're not going to research it, then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's. That's what happens. And and not to sound like we're too big for our britches because we're not. It's just we're busy too. And you know, returning all those emails, I mean, that's a, that's time away from other things that we can do. So yeah. Last thing on that front, from like an editor's ear and naturally from the listener's ear, you can tell when someone doesn't know what they're talking about on a podcast and are just trying to like fit in. And frankly, that's not good for your brand either to like show up on a podcast and sound like you're not, you don't really know what's going on, or you're talking about something that isn't really answering the question. Like that isn't good for you. So at the end of the day, like you're not doing yourself a service, you're doing yourself a disservice by not preparing on the front end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one tool that we use to keep it all pretty simple is we use Calendly. It's C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. And so we use that to schedule. And if 
That way we don't have to have all these emails going back and forth like, okay, I can do Tuesday at 10, but not Friday at noon. And, you know, so it just, the times are open. People can go in there and schedule what they need. And um, if there's not a time that's open, we certainly work with people. But that kind of reduces the amount of emails just for the setting up. So that's, right. it keeps that simple. And that's a free tool. You you can pay extra for all the bells and whistles, but um, it works out really well. So we use that. And then um, once somebody's scheduled, then Adriel takes over. So <laughs> you want to tell us about how you kind of prep for the guest? Well, um, as with everything else that's successful in my VA business, I have a checklist, <laughs> a great <laughs> document that goes step-by-step step through everything I need, and it has all the links built in. So I open that document on my desktop, and then as I click links, it takes me to whatever page or online document I need. So there you go. There's your big tip for working with VAs is uh, have a workflow document. But um, I send them, once once they have scheduled, then I opened up Calendly and I also open up Zoom and I schedule the right time for Zoom. And then I go in and I put them on our spreadsheet that tracks where every guest is in the process from we've invited them all the way to I've sent them the link for their episode. Um, and I add them in there or I make sure they're already in there, but I add the date that I make the Zoom link. And then I have several different documents, um, which I know in the podcast has standard questions for most experienced authors. And then we have standard questions for professional um, people like people who run Book Funnel when we had Damon on it or um, Ricardo from Readsy, like they got the same set of questions, which is different than the author questions. And then we also have, um, because we've started the new author series, uh, we also have a set of questions for them. So um, I send them an email that has their list of questions and also their Zoom link. Um, Used to, I would send them right away. Now I schedule them, except for um, one person last week. I'm really I sent this to you two months ahead of time, but now I schedule the emails <laughs> them the week beforehand. <laughs> um, and um, that way they get the information like right before they're going, not right before, but a week before they're going to record. And that way they have time to prepare answers to the questions, but it's also not three months out because mm-hmm. we were finding people uh, hadn't really, <laughs> they didn't know <laughs> Um, that they had, right. It was somewhere in there. It it might've had the subject line, which I'd known Mm -hmm. them podcast tip. It always has the subject Mm -hmm. line. I'd known them podcast. Um, but you know, they, they just couldn't find it. They didn't have the information. And so they were emailing me and saying, okay, could you receive that email? And I'm like, I don't know. I sent it to you three months ago. I'll look for it. But, um, scheduling the emails out ahead of time is a really good thing. And, Um, Then the other thing is um, I prep a document that has the relevant questions for them, but then also when they send me their bio, it goes in there, all their links, uh, pretty much everything that Sarah and Jamie need for their, when they sit down and talk to them, it's all in that one document so that they're not running, including the Zoom link. Mm -hmm. So they're not running around looking for things right before they have to record. Even though a lot of times I am. But still, 
<laughs> I feel a little attacked, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to take it personally. No, I never know where my links are. I never know. Poor Sarah. She's just, in fact, just before this podcast, I'm like, can you send it to a different email? My email's messed up. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. That's why we work well together. So. Yes. Yes. But yeah. So Adriel does a lot of that, that um, just takes a lot of the detail work away and yes. she has such a good oh. system that it's really helpful mm-hmm. and we just like we know that's being taken care of in the background which is yes. awesome and I think scheduling the emails to go out like right before about a week before is excellent mm-hmm. that's a good good change we made recently so. yes well because and I think because of the way that Adriel does it it takes away a lot of the friction because sometimes people mm-hmm. who aren't normal regular podcast guests they maybe are reluctant because they're just like it seems a little overwhelming, but if we take away some of the friction by saying, here's this, here's this, now you're ready to go, they're more they're more inclined to come on. They're also more relaxed when they come on um, sometimes and, you know, then we do what we can to, to relax, you know, make them feel welcome and stuff. So speaking of that, mm-hmm. you talk about how we record. Okay. So I've already talked about my very unprofessional, <clears throat> excuse me, um, set up. And I'm only telling you this because I think a lot of people, us included, felt like we needed like all the bells and whistle before we could start a podcast. And you just don't. Um, You need a good editor, which we have. Um, You need relatively good sound, (laughs) probably better than we have sometime. And in the beginning, it was rough. But um, so we, I, I, like I said, use my Apple headphones Sarah sometimes uses her uh I mean and mic and Sarah sometimes uses a different mic um I have for a while I used one of those trifold like science project things to help with sound help absorb the sound but I have I bought something off Amazon that's like a has some soundproofing on it that goes kind of around my computer uh that has helped um we use um, Zoom, which helps because we can, you know, we can record in Zoom. Uh, Zoom's customer service has been really great. We've had a couple of issues and um, Sarah's been able to talk to them. I mean, and they weren't little issues. They were kind of like, we lost, we've completely lost we an panicking. interview. Yeah. And they really worked with us to uh, find that and help us get it back. And um, so they have been great. And I don't, foresee us using anything else right now other than zoom because it's been so good for us anything else I'm, did i miss anything i don't think so we just okay we yeah. um i think we tried to make it more elaborate when we started yeah we to, did it's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that we wish we had known <laughs> yeah yeah but well and i just don't i don't want it to um because we also delayed starting thinking that it was going to be this gigantic production and it didn't have to be, you know, it just didn't have to be for us to get good information out to people. And so I don't want it to discourage people from trying, you know, because really you just need a computer and your headphones and a relatively quiet room that has some sound absorption and a bedroom works really well because there's lots of, you know, Soft bedding or soft yeah. furnishings and yeah. stuff in there. So yeah, just don't let it stop you. Yeah. So then once we record it, then I'll do um, the show notes and we have a document in Google drive that 
I copy and paste the same thing each week and go in and change out, you know, who the guest is. And um, I take notes now. When we first started, it was, I was so nervous. Yeah. It was almost like an out-of-body experience for me. I couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. except like look at the question and look at the guest. I was just not (laughs) able to multitask, but now I could take notes. And um, so then I'll just take those and I'll do up a list of bullet-pointed show notes. Um, And then once that's in there, if I wait, it's harder for me to go back and remember the details. So I try and do that right when we get finished. Mm -hmm. And um, then once that's in there, then um, we uh, record the intro. Sometimes we record the intro immediately after the episode. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we record it weeks later, depending Mm -hmm. on when it's going to air. And then all of that goes in Dropbox. And then we hand all that off to Alexa. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about the editing and production. Okay, so following the recording of both the interview and the intro, I intercept the documents, like Sarah said, out of Dropbox. They're not documents, they're audio files. Um, And I convert them to a more, mm -hmm, that's my dog, that makes me an official podcast guest because there's always a dog. (laughs) A dog feature in the episode. To be on this podcast. Weird. I don't know. He never makes noise, but. Here we are. Um, So I convert the files to a more editable format. It's an AIF format. Um, And then I put them into my editing software. I use a few different ones. However, I think probably the most like accessible one, since we're talking about barrier to entry, most like accessible one that everyone would have and be able to use would be GarageBand. Mm. Um, So I drop the file into there. I generally listen all the way through one time without making any edits, just so I can understand the flow of the conversation. Because sometimes if you haven't listened all the way through and you start chopping it up, you like lose some of the cadence of the conversation, which makes the podcast hard to listen to. Um, So after I've listened through it one time, I've taken some notes like, okay, there's a long pause here. Someone said something they wanted to take it out here. A dog barked here, whatever. I go back and- Mom cussed here. (laughs) Right. You know, Sarah started praying for her here. Whatever. Um, I go back, I make those cuts, I splice it all together, and then I listen through a whole other time. Um, you know, some episodes don't have very much editing and editing at all, so it can be a pretty quick process. Somehow a lot just kind of depends. After that, um, I insert the intro into the beginning of that file. I export it. I then convert it one more time. After I do that, I put it back in GarageBand and I add all the parts and pieces. So like the music, we have a standard intro and a standard outro for the podcast. I'm sure if you listen frequently, you know that. Um, I add all of that in. I export that. And then after I do that, I put it into a podcast leveling um, generator website something software software Software, thank you I couldn't think of that (laughs) word um yes I put it into a podcast leveling or an audio leveling software um so that we can kind of level out the differences in volume or background noise again this is one of those things that kind of lowers that barrier to entry a little bit like they were saying initially, there was this like fear that like, oh, I have to have the best microphone. I have to have sound canceling like panels on the side of my wall. I don't have that. I can't have a podcast. Um, but that leveling software really like 
breaks down that wall and makes it accessible because you don't have to have those things. You can level it with the software itself. Um, following that, I download that leveled file. I put it in the ready for production folder and hand it off to Adriel. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Alexa, what leveling software do you use? Do you know? I think it's, it's called Auphonic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's like A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. P-H-O-N-I-C. Um, and I use the paid version. There is a free version, which works fine. But um, just for how many podcasts I do and what I'm trying to do with it, I use the paid version. Yeah. And it's really simple because mm-hmm. it's really simple. It's yeah. So that's awesome. So, yeah. All right. So once that's all done, that's a big job that I'm so glad I don't have to do. Yes. I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. I asked Adriel in the beginning, I was like, are you interested in editing? And she's like, no, because <laughs> I was doing another podcast too. So uh-huh. Mr. Books. But anyway, so now let's talk about the upload and we're almost done. So Adriel, take us through that. So I grab the file from Dropbox and I also grab uh, the show notes, that initial document that I made, but Mm -hmm. then Sarah added lots to. And um, I go into our podcast producer, which is Libsyn, Mm -hmm. L-I-B-S-Y-N. And um, I enter all the details, show notes, um, tags, keywords, titles, all that stuff and upload the file. And then while I'm in there, I preview it um, to make sure I got the correct file from Alexa um, and that it was, in fact, the correct intro, the right introduction and the right um, interview. Um, I don't necessarily listen through all the time. right? What? Yeah, I know. (laughs) A lot of times, (laughs) as soon as it's uploaded, I push publish and then I actually listen the next morning. To make sure it uploaded all the stories. Hope for the best. <laughs> so I do. I do skip around. I do make sure that it is the right file. Um, but then I skip around and not necessarily listen unless that someone says something really interesting when I'm skipping around. And then I'm like, oh wait, I want to listen to this wait, whole thing right back. Now, yeah. but not tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, anyway, and so then I schedule that. Um, to be uploaded at an ungodly hour of the morning that I will not be up. And um, then I'll, and then I go to our, the website, which I'd known then. And I go in and I edit the post that goes with that podcast to make sure that it has all the right tags and keywords and everything. And um, I also, at the same time, make the social media graphic that we have um, that is, most commonly appears on the website with each episode. Um, and I add in the author's picture and the title of that episode. And so I'm, I also make sure that gets put on the website as well. And then I schedule another email <laughs> because scheduling emails is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it goes to the author with the link for their episode. And also that now I, add the social media graphic. I didn't do that in the beginning, but I do that now um, to go out the next morning when it's live so that they wake up the day that it was produced and they can go share that. They have all the information they need to share it with their people. Right. Right. Nice. Very good. Very good. Right. Yeah. Jamie, you talk through. Yeah. Social media. media. So in the beginning I was like, 
posting those things the day they came out. Now I go, oh, shoot, it's Wednesday night and I haven't posted about it. <laughs> but uh, mostly I post on Facebook and I, and then we have a, like on my Jamie Albright just profile. And then we have our Wish I'd Known Then group that I post in. Um, I don't do a lot else. Sometimes I'll post on, on Instagram. Um, I did talk about it on TikTok one time, but I mostly want readers on TikTok. I don't want author, you know what I mean? And so that's not a great social media site, but Facebook is generally the best um, social media site to post about it. And I just try to hype it up and make sure that people know how great it is, you know, how great the guest is, how informational it was, um, because, you know, we, we want people to listen I mean, Sarah and I get nothing out of this except for just the satisfaction of knowing that we've passed along some really good information. And so we really want people to listen because we feel like we're giving value to the community. And so uh, that's that's why I try to get it out there. Yeah. And you're much better at that than me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like social media. So I try to stay off of it. When I can. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Yeah. So well, that's I was going to do it. Real quick, before we move on to the questions for Adriel and Alexa, I did want to mention something that I wish that I had known in the beginning um, that Joanna Penn told, um, shared with us. Something that she does is that she takes notes while the guest is speaking. Like if the guest says something interesting, she'll take a note and kind of use that phrase to say back to them. And I think that's helped both our interviewing process, you know, as far as digging into questions or, or digging into responses of questions instead of just like letting them answer the question and then moving on to the next question kind of thing. So um, that's, that's a tip that Joanna gave us. And I think it's a great tip. So wanted yeah, to pass I think it on. We've gotten better at interviewing, I think. Yeah. In I think so we just kind of ran through the questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Everything is like that. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And you learn all kinds of little tips and tricks as you go along. Yeah. I think one thing I've noticed, because for my 20 books to 50K um, talk, I did something I used to podcast it. So I listened to a lot of the episodes again. And um, what I realized was, and I was really proud of this, is that, you know, Sarah and I just have a we people that seem a little uncomfortable in the beginning because there are people that just are not comfortable talking um like one-on-one they're fine but like when you think about this is going out to a lot of people um but we we do have the ability to make people feel comfortable and and they the more they talk the more comfortable they get and I think I really am proud of that I think that um that's one of the things I'm most proud about about this podcast is that we have I think when people, and I've heard guests say this, that they felt really, you know, at ease when they were talking with us. So that's really good. I mean, we've all heard at least one interview on some podcast somewhere that was just awkward. Could you Uh, tell the host and the guest were not clicking and they mm -hmm. were not having fun Mm -hmm. and they were just going to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say that, yeah, hopefully you don't hear those on which. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If we do, Alexa takes them out. So what were you going to say, Alexa? I was just going to say, I think that like making people feel comfortable thing is the result of the developed skill of being a good listener. 
And I think like what you were saying, like using what they say and saying it back to them. Mm -hmm. I have very separate from what I'm doing as a podcast editor. I went to school for clinical social work. So to like be a therapist and that that clinical skill is called reflection Mm -hmm. and like in people's brains that like triggers something. It says like, oh, someone's listening to me and they care what I have to say. So like when you reflect back, it shows like you're listening and paying attention. So people freely offer more information Mm -hmm. and then you're engaging in an authentic conversation, which is what people come to this podcast for. They don't come to like get random facts. They can read a book and do that. They can read any blog because there are 55,000 of them. Mm -hmm. They come here for the like authentic exchange of information that is mutually beneficial to all parties. So I, I agree. I think that's a really great part of this podcast yeah and I think it's something that anybody can do I mean certainly anybody can do so you know if you're thinking of doing a podcast then this is a this is something that we would recommend you know developing if you feel like that's not something that you're good at right now oh there's my dog well since we have Alexa and Adriel here we wanted to talk to y'all and get some (laughs) tips on working with the team because Y'all are both really organized and you work with a lot of people. So um, we've already gone through several things you've mentioned, like as we're doing the podcast, things that you, practices that you'd use. So do you have any extra tips or anything that you would recommend if somebody wants to work with a team? Um, Alexa, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, Write it down on paper, whatever (laughs) it is. It doesn't do anything for you in your brain. I don't care uh, how good your memory is, write it down. I keep mine in email, not on paper. Yes. <laughs> okay. You wrote it somewhere. It is. <laughs> write it somewhere. Um, yeah. So I think that's like my number one tip. My other tip would be just like communicate what you need, especially in something that's new. So when this first started, if you listen to the first like five, 10 episodes, you're like, oh my gosh, my ears, this sound is so crazy. There's like a million things going on and like people aren't pausing or people are pausing. There's like all kinds of stuff. Um, but just general communication, like, hey, it's easier for me to edit when you make a mistake and you say like purple, blue, buffalo, and you really meant just purple, big buffalo, say purple, blue, buffalo. Wait, pause, pause, pause purple big buffalo because then I can splice that together and we don't have this like weird babbling thing that happens but no one knows that if they haven't ever hosted a podcast before you have to tell someone that Mm -hmm. and as an editor you could be like this podcast is way too hard this is frustrating these people don't know what they're doing and then you're not any fun to work with and no one's learning or growing so just like communicating those things giving examples of what you need and then moving forward from there is Mm -hmm really beneficial. Um, the other thing I would say is like, find people who you can handle or like stand to work with. If someone just does not work, like move on. It's okay. You're not the only editor in the whole entire world. They'll find someone else. Mm-hmm. It, you're doing both of you a disservice by like gritting your teeth and getting through it. Just stop, mm-hmm. go find someone else. The market is huge. Don't, don't do something or work with people you can't stand. You'll be miserable and you won't produce what they're looking for. So those are good. Yep. 100% agree. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been saying very much for the last year, I'm not taking on any more VA clients because I really love who I have now. And I, I really just don't need anybody else right now. But, and, and a lot of that has to do with the reason 
is because the VA clients I have are people that I love working with. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah and I can have a conversation that is not about work at all. And we're told both totally having fun, you know, mm-hmm. um, Andrea and I can, you know, when we were at the conference together, we went out and got hot chocolate because we just wanted to chat and have fun. And the same is with Kevin or anybody else that I work with. Mm-hmm. I like them. So it's easier to work with them. Yes. Right. Right. But within that is communication and professionalism are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are talking about the podcast or the books or, or whatever it is for the business, then that's what you need to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And you need to do it clearly and concisely and in a recordable manner, manner such as email that mm-hmm. everyone can go back and they can look at later mm-hmm. and they can go, Oh yeah, I did say that. That's not actually what I meant. I meant to say this instead. Could we change that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and there are some people that I no longer work with because they would say one thing in an email and they would say something else completely different on the phone. Mm-hmm. And it, it got too hard to guess what they really wanted. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't want to work with them because it seemed like I did everything wrong all the time when really they were just really poor communicators and there was only so much I could teach them about communication. Yeah. So um, making sure you know what you want ahead of time Mm -hmm. and laying that out clearly really makes a huge difference. And for podcasting specifically, um, but well, everything, if you have a workflow, if you have a system, if you have a template for this is how we do this mm-hmm. and everybody has access to that document to pull it up and go, okay, here we go. This mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to do next. Then that helps a lot because there are times that one of the four of us can't do something that's our job normally, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was sick once or I think <laughs> Alexa... Uh, had sick kids or Jamie went on vacation or something. We were, we were, it, that was just a poop show that night. I mean, it was just like everyone was where they couldn't be. I mean, they, everyone, w- something was happening with all four of us. It was yes. just crazy. Yeah. That was, it was a bad night. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> it's just but one of Because us. we did this all the time. The podcast still went out. Yes, yes, it yes, we did. We got it done, but it, it was, was not at 2 a.m. It was at 6 a.m., but it went up. <laughs> but that's okay. So, exactly. You know? So because of that, if, it, if one person was out, not that particular night that was terrible, but if one person is out, then if you have that document, if you have that workflow in place, then someone else can pull it up and do that job, mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well... I won't ever edit for Alexa. Sorry. But, you know, (laughs) Sarah could step in if she really had to. (laughs) um, You know, because we have a standard operating procedure in place, it makes all of our jobs easier and it makes it um, more relaxing and welcoming when you know how things are supposed to work and that they will work that way because your team is going to come through and, and work that way. Um, then you don't have to worry about all kinds of stuff like, you know, the author who changed her mind between the email and the phone call. Um, so, and then the other big thing for podcasting would be, um, like we talked about earlier, you want to make guests feel welcome and comfortable, um, whether they've done a million podcast interviews or this is their first one. And so having a 
procedure in place for how to treat them so that they feel welcomed, but they don't feel like they're wandering around and don't know what's going on. Um, if, if you have a good um, interviewee procedure in place, then you don't even have to think about it. I just, I know what's going to go in that email. I know what I need to attach. I know when I need to tell them that. Um, but then on their end, they go, okay, Adriel's got everything organized and Sarah has the questions and I know what I'm going to ask. I, I know what I'm going to say to Jamie here and, and it's okay. I, I've totally got this and they can feel a lot more comfortable, which is much bigger in podcast interviewing than it is in uh, you know, a lot of other ways that we can market or can interact with readers and other authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And um, like, I will just say, I never worry this podcast is not going to go out because the two of you are so professional and, and I know you're going to get it done. And I, I really appreciate that because I'm, I'm flighty. Um, so I'd really do appreciate that. But also about the questions, like, I love that we, I mean, that we send the pod, the questions out. I've been on some podcasts. They didn't send the questions. It's fine. And I think people tend to not do it because they don't want the answers to sound rehearsed. But I think it puts the, the uh, interviewer, interviewee at ease because at least they know what's coming. And so if, if I had it to do again, I'd do that again. I think that we um, sending them the questions just makes people feel a lot more comfortable and yeah, even yeah. if they don't have a completely written out answer right right they just know what's coming yeah mm-hmm. and so they they know oh i i definitely want to mention such and such mm-hmm. then they're not going to forget it if they had the questions and prepared beforehand right. right right yeah and just as a general rule like most people don't like the hot seat we have a unique dichotomy here because jamie could eat that up like she wants to talk it doesn't really matter who's listening Whereas Sarah is like having diarrhea if you tell her you're going to surprise her with something. So I think that is an asset, you know, that people know what's coming and they're not, again, the hot seat isn't yeah. for everyone. Yeah, that's exactly too, right. I think that the questions we ask, sometimes it takes a little reflection to think about some of them, like what was the mm-hmm. worst thing or the thing you wish you knew. Sometimes you need a couple of moments to think about that. And if you have that ahead of time, then you don't have a lot of dead air to go in there and edit out. Yeah, because you can tell the, mm-hmm. say, I don't know. <laughs> you can tell the episodes where either the the um, interviewee did not get the, or they couldn't find the questions or just didn't really look at them or whatever. There is a lot of dead air and it's hard. It's hard to keep that moving. So, yeah, not their fault. Just, you know, that's well, their think- style and our, it's not ours. Yeah. Well, so another question I wanted to ask y'all, I think Jamie would agree with me that y'all are way more organized than we are. So, <laughs> so you've already talked a little bit about like uh, scheduled emails and things like that, but do y'all have any tips? Like how do you personally stay organized as you work with people? Um, Adriel, you want to go first? Google calendar, mm-hmm. which is really funny because it totally failed me today. Um, but that's not good. Well, yeah, it's my fault because I didn't do it properly. But um, as a VA, I work with so many people um, that and and as a continuity editor and audiobook proofer, I work with even more. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I, I have to have a calendar that actually works for me. So the good thing about Google is that I can see many, many calendars all at the same time, or I can, you know, close out some of them for a little while and only find the one that I need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that allows me to, my husband and I have the family one. And actually now my daughter has email and has access to it as well. But then I have, so I have all the family stuff right next to all the school stuff, right next to all of Sarah's stuff, right next to all of Andrea's stuff, right next to all of whatever it is I'm editing this week. Mm -hmm. So um, when I can pull up a day and clearly see everything that needs to be done that day, then it it's, that is my to-do list. I don't make to-do lists. I pull up my calendar. Um, but then also the really cool thing about it is I can set things up on recurring um, events. So every Monday, it tells me to upload the podcast, no matter what. So, you know, hey, I, I might be the end of the day when it finally gets done, but I'm going to get that done every Monday. And, you know, every the first Wednesday of every month, I send a certain number of emails for Sarah for promotions. So like all of those things that I can put on repeat and don't have to think about over and over again, uh, that is really nice. My, my uh, modus operandi for myself is if I don't have to think about it, but it still gets done, then that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So as much automation as I can and the calendar really helps with that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I think like you were saying about like it frees up your brain space that you don't have to remember, Oh, on Monday I need to do such and such. You can know that you'll be reminded and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that's really smart. Alexa. Um, similarly, I use Google calendars as well. Um, but I also have a paper calendar, like a planner that I write in and like a big one on my desk. Um, I also set things up on recurring so I don't forget them. Um, But funny that you said, like, if I don't have to think about it, then that's when it's a win for me, Adriel, because for me, mine is like, do something now to make my life easier later. And it's the same premise that like, if I can write it down now, schedule this now, know this happens every week now, then like on Sunday night, when I get that notification, I'm like, I I already knew that was coming. That's not a surprise. I didn't have to think about that all week. Like it's just always there. Um, Yeah. So like I said, I use digital calendars and then also paper calendars Mm -hmm. and texting. Yes. We do have a group text. I was going to say, that's one of the things that our team uses. Not Mm -hmm. every team I'm on uses group texts. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sometimes things can get lost, like way up in the text. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But when there is something in the text that I know I'm going to need later, I can copy it and put it in the email and email it to myself. But but having that group text from moment to moment, make sure that we're all still on the same page. Like Mm -hmm. we don't really talk much during the week. We talk Mm -hmm. Friday to Monday during the time that it got recorded to when it actually gets uploaded. (laughs) Um, so, you know, and it is good if there's like some problem and every once in a while we've had Dropbox just like doesn't show the file or something. And that way, if you're on a group text, you more likely will get it. Whereas right. I don't check my email. That sure. often. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I might miss it. But if it's on the group text, I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Alexa, you have already talked about the pausing thing. <laughs> 
that I think Sarah and I drove you crazy with, but like, what are some things you, you guys wish we had known when we started doing a podcast and we hired you guys? Um, yeah, definitely the pausing thing. I think this is like a communication style thing more than a podcast thing, but Jamie's voice is loud and carries Sarah's voice doesn't carry and isn't loud. So just like recognizing those things and making the necessary adjustments. So like Jamie doesn't have to be as close to her microphone and that's fine. She doesn't have to use a microphone sitting on her desk because she's going to hit it with her hands and we can all survive without it. Whereas Sarah, she has to be mic'd. Like that mic has to be next to her mouth. That's just what's best for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So do I wish you had known that? Not really, because there's no way you could have, but that was a valuable learning for us moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so definitely that. And then the other thing you, I think at the beginning, you guys weren't as much yourself as you are now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think that was to the listener's detriment. Mm-hmm. Like had we been just like ourselves and communicated normally from the beginning, I think you would have taken off even more than you did. And I think it took us 15, 20 episodes to like get to a place where everyone was comfortable and Sarah wasn't nervous and she could take notes and like all of those things, which that's the, I went skiing last week and the instructor was like, the only way you become a good skier is by skiing. Mm -hmm. And similarly, like the only way you become a good podcaster is by podcasting. So I wish you had known that at the beginning that like, this is a learned skill. You just have to start just like anything else. You Mm -hmm. just do it. Hear the critical feedback or constructive feedback and then make the necessary adjustments and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. You only get better by doing it. So. Yep. That's exactly right. Adriel, do you have anything you wish we'd know? <laughs> I, I wish we had our workflow down sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be. Because <laughs> um, in, in the beginning, we rolled with it. We did whatever mm-hmm. we needed to do to get it up. And, yeah. and we, we started at the beginning with a spreadsheet tracking everybody. Like mm-hmm. I was like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to have like process right Mm -hmm. but it took a while to find our process which you know hey this episode is for you to find your process faster than we Mm -hmm. did yeah Um, absolutely because what we have down now works really well for us Mm -hmm. and I I it all happens and it happens in an organized manner that we don't have to think about Mm -hmm. um and but it wasn't like that in the beginning and the Mm -hmm. in the beginning we were fumbling around but like Alexa said the more you do it the more experience you have um and so uh, really just I wish we'd had our process down sooner um but it's down now so I'm good yeah well and and again back to the whole it doesn't have to be perfect thing I mean the fact is you're gonna mess up you're gonna lose that you're gonna lose the questions you're gonna have you're gonna as in my case I'm gonna get a text from Sarah at 10 after 10 and say, I'm going to get on at 10, 15. I'm going to, and I'm thinking for what? And then I go, (laughs) Oh shoot, we've got a podcast interview. And so I jump on, I mean, you know, it, you just, you get better as you go. Like they said, I mean, I'm just repeating what they said, but you can start, even if you're not great at it, you can still start and just get better, but you do need people around you that will be honest and, and that will give you constructive criticism. And I, I mean, like Sarah and I could have done this without 
Adriel and Alexa, but I think they've made it better, not just mm-hmm. quality of podcasts, but I think it, they've made it better because they've given us constructive criticism about things that have um, made it better. And, yeah. and I appreciate that. And I don't know that we would have gotten to 100 episodes without I don't either. <laughs> Um, as, as part of that, having people that give you constructive feedback, also people that are there cheering you on and praising you yes, is part of yes. it because yeah. we're all here for each other every mm-hmm. weekend when mm-hmm. the podcast has to go up, like mm-hmm. Alexa and I, as moms have a lot of things going on mm-hmm. with our kids, you know, mm-hmm. you two have your kids out of the house, so it's not mm-hmm. as big of a deal for no. you, but we still, we, we're like, we text each other and we're like, a sick kid, just give me 10 extra minutes, you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. do that, but we do it with professionally honoring each other and, and knowing that yeah. um, we're a good team and that we're not going to hate each other at the end of the day because mm-hmm. it's 10 minutes late. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. you guys give us a lot of grace and we can give you a lot of grace in return mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that day, the episode went out at 6am instead of 2pm or 2am. Um, that was fine because mm-hmm. you all knew Adriel was sick that day and Alexa had a six, you know, we, no, we Alexa all- was on her first date since <laughs> like in six months, she and her husband had gone on a first date. I remember that. And I was like, I hate, I hate that I'm having to contact her, but we have to. So, yeah. Uh, but I know- think, Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, but I think the reason we can do that, I think the reason we can have the exchange, like, Hey, I have three kids throwing up and I'm changing a diaper. I need 15 minutes and then I'll sit down. You'll have it in 20. Like be, the reason we can do that as a team, not just you and I, Adriel, is because we have given each other that constructive feedback. We have praised each other. We've learned to trust each other. And we haven't learned to trust each other just because we worked together for a year now. We've learned to trust each other because we've had those honest conversations. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more we can say like, Hey, try this. Or, Hey, you did a good job at that. I know that like, you're looking out for me and I'm looking out for you. And so when something does come up, it's not a fire. We're all just like, okay, it's going to get done. This is not a crisis because I trust Adriel. She's going to do what she needs to do. She trusts me when I say I need 20 minutes, she's going to get it in 20 minutes. Like I'm not going to forget and do it three days later. She knows. Mm -hmm. So. And we know y'all are doing that in the, in the background and, and we can, we can be confident in that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I never worry about the podcast going out. And I don't either. Goes out, yeah. You know, a couple hours late or even a day or two late, that's not the end of the world. We do want to go out on, you know, the same day as much as we can, but you know, it's not like the world is going to end if it doesn't go out Tuesday morning at two in the morning. <laughs> Which is good because uh, mystery books podcast often goes out the day after I was supposed to put it up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery Books podcast because we do it seasonally, right? Like mm-hmm. you sit down in the summer and you record all the episodes and then I upload them one at a time in the fall. Um, that that it's diff it's completely different yeah, than different wish I mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so a lot of times I forget because I'm like, it's only it's only gonna be on my calendar for two months, but mm-hmm. So I don't need it recurring forever. But yeah, yeah. that's funny. And that's a good point is that yeah. this is the system we've worked out. But, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has to have their own system, mm-hmm. you know, and some people might rather do it all themselves, might rather right. edit it and right. do all that. I can't imagine that, but more power to you if that's what you want to do, you know. Right. And, and 
as I've said before, Sarah and I don't get, I mean, like we make no money off this. I mean, Sarah has her classes. She has her course and her nonfiction book. I got nothing, uh, but we still pay Adriel and Alexa because it's important for us to know that we're putting out something that you guys can listen to and not pull your hair out over it. You know, I'll pull your hair out over it and that it sounds good and that it's coming out when it's supposed to come out. That's important to us. So everybody has to decide what is important to them. Um, and also we didn't want to do all that work. So <laughs> we decided to pay somebody. So, so true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been great. I hope it's helped people. I've enjoyed it. Uh, I love that we're all together. And um, so let's tell everybody where they can find you, the things you do, the, the services you offer, what you're, if you're taking clients, if you're not. Uh, Adriel, you want to go first? Um, you can find me at adrielwiggins.com, A-D-R-I-E-L-W-I-G-G-I-N-S. Um, I'm taking continent to... Uh, continuity editing and audiobook proofing customers i am not taking va clients at this time um i yes that that's all okay lex um you can find me at alexa larberg at gmail.com just first and last name i mean i'm also on other social media platforms but you will find nothing about what i do for work on those it's mostly just my children and other ridiculousness of my life, which you're more than welcome to follow along with. Um, I would entertain the idea of taking on new clients, but it really just has to be something in someone that fits with where I'm at. Um, I could take on editing a new podcast if someone was looking for that. I do some social media stuff for a few other authors and really enjoy that. So if anyone would like to have that conversation, I'm more than willing to entertain that. But it is not a blanket statement at this point. If I'm open or closed, yeah. we just really have to drive. Great. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Alexa, for editing and producing the podcast. Thank you, Idril, for keeping us all in line. And uh, you can find everything at Wish I'd Known podcast. Is that right, Sarah? You said wishadknownthempodcast.com. Yeah, there it is. Wish I'd known them podcast and we'll have the show notes and all the links um, for you guys. And you guys have a great day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Happy 100th episode. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.